Hello, and welcome again to another episode of Five Plain Questions, a podcast that proposes five questions to Indigenous artists, creators, musicians, writers, movers and shakers, and culture bears, people in the community doing great things for their communities. I'm Joe Williams, your host for this conversation. I'm director of Canna, the Native American programs at the Plains Art Museum. My goal is to showcase these amazing people in our Indigenous communities from around the region and country. I want to introduce you to Guta Ashona. Guta is a third-generation Inuit artist. She's a multimedia artist and part of Canada's premier Inuit art family, the Ashunas of Cape Dorset. She was born in Cape Dorset and raised in an Inuit outpost camp at Lona Bay in the southwest coast of Baffin Island. She now lives in Winnipeg with her husband, Bob, and her twin sons, Joe and Sam. All right, let's jump into this fantastic conversation with Guta Ashona. My name is Guta Shuna and I'm from Cape Dorset, Nunavut, and I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I grew up in um, Kingite, Nunavut, and that's where I was born and raised. Um, and then we moved to the outpost camp when I was 11 years old. And that's where I um, grew up and learned a lot of Inuit culture, how, um, how, how people were living back then. And um, yeah, that was in, in the camp. And I was in and out of the camp into Cape Dorset since I was 11 until um, I was in my 20s. I moved to Cape Dorset around that time because I ended up having kids and I moved there. And then from Cape Dorset, I moved to Yellowknife, Northwest Territory to do with um, a new job that I was taking. Um, can you talk a little bit about the types of um, art that you create? Yeah, I have created lots of art. Um, it makes me happy. The art that carving down there is the bone from Haida Gwaii, and they moved me around too. Has the art has made me moved around and meet other people and. Uh, learn how to speak about it and learn how to talk about it. Um, the art that I have made are some of them end up on the wall and there's another big carving that I dreamed about to make uh, when my parents were still um, around uh, that I talked about. It's near the... Uh, uh, the wag, and it's a big stone that I carve uh, uh, mermaid and two two throat singers, and that's what I like making um, the mask, and I put them all together. And those pieces are at the wag right now. Yeah, and okay. the story is uh, some of it is from my grandmother and what my parents used to do and 
and the face that I um, used after my mom has passed away. And um, that's how I let them go. Mm. When you have a loved one, you have lost and just create them and let them go. That's what I do too. Yeah. Yeah, that's that big carving is near Haumazok. Haumazok is called, um, uh, I forgot what it's called in, in English. Uh, the bright, the light, I think it's the light or the, yeah, the light. Haumazok. I think it's okay. I think I think uh, English speakers should know our languages too. Yeah. And so you don't need to explain it. I think yeah. as it is, it is. Right? Yeah, yeah. it is. Hmm. Yeah. So I see uh, the carving over here behind you is a doll. Um, and you created that piece behind you as well. Yeah, the, uh, the doll, I have made the dolls. Um, when I was still living in Yellowknife. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes um, I like to donate when it comes to, um, uh, through, I mean, anything. If I have to help, I, even if I don't have anything, if I, I mean, like for myself, if I have artwork, they, they ask for I, I love donating for auction mm. to help other people, and uh, that's part of my dream too. As far as your your influences go, um, who were your influences growing up, and who are your artistic influences? It was my parents, um, both of my parents and my grandmother, and my father's uh, brothers and their wives some of them were making art in different ways some of them were uh, drawing making art and art to make living mm -hmm. and uh, some of them were draw uh, sewing making clothing and my mom was really good at it and that's what people know about and my grandma was drawing all the time that's how she was um taking care of um, her kids and grandkids. That's what I remember about her. And um, she was really good at it too. And where, where was your, your inspiration to start doing art? Um, how, how old were you when you started um, doing different things? Um, I found out when I was uh, probably uh, when I started going to school, you know, when you went to school and they take you to um, the library sometimes to have a quiet or whatever, something different to read. And um, there was some drawings that were hanging and there were material like uh, silk material with um, the colors were blue and white and it was um some drawings in it like uh there were some people moving and 
um, it was, I was told that through my mothers and I was like, I think I was only six years old wow. and um, that's the time I was like my mother's drawings are in this building <laughs> the building the, the gym I mean the library and I thought it was like really amazing yeah and that's the time I start watching more uh, of my mom when she's drawing and I was coloring a little bit here and there when I was um, when I got older um, from her drawing and I watched my grandmother also when she was drawing and it was more like wow yeah and uh, my father was carving and that's how I learned to carve helping my parents um, when they were finishing mostly uh, to do with um, filing a little bit with a file and sanding and uh, that's how I learned when um, can you talk a little bit about um, your your own studio work um, when did you make that that shift from maybe it being a something you were learning from? And of course, we're always still learning, but uh, that shift to uh, studio work that people were really paying attention to. That happened uh, when I first started carving. Um, when my husband asked me um, if I can carve, and because uh, he already knew that people were carving or making art, and he was also. <clears throat> um, working with the guys in Yellowknife who were living there and um, he I told him story about my parents how they um, they work and that's the time when we were getting together and he asked me if I can carve and I'm like uh, yeah, I, I can carve and can you, can you carve and can you go make one? And I said, um, I told him, um, I remember I told him if you're not gonna tell anybody that I can carve, and I show you one and can you he goes can you prove it of course I can prove it and then so I started making one carving I forgot what it was I think it was a man a man holding um what do you call it arrow uh, a bow and arrow yeah okay because um I carved that because I've seen that picture in uh, the horoscope and my birthday of the month is in December and I thought to make that and I did it and it was, it wasn't too big. I don't know where that went. So yeah, I proved it to him and I told him when I finish it, please don't tell anybody. 
But of course, you know my husband. You already know this, right? He's <laughs> he's very proud of you. He's, he's very yes, excited. He's yes. proud of me. Yeah, always been. But um, he broke his promise. <laughs> he went to town, running around to the galleries and to, to his friends. He says, my friend, my wife, or my wife to be. I think we were. I don't know if we were married back that time. Yeah, of course, he was running around telling people that I can carve in. Of course, the newspaper started from there. I think it was a newspaper came over. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. I just wanted to have a freedom not to be seen too much or to be interviewed too much like my parents did. And I didn't want that yet. Mm. But... Um, it happens to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we we can't control the attention that's yeah. that's thrown our way. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a good thing. And it's a, I learned a lot from it. Mm -hmm. I learned uh, how to share it. I learned, um, yeah, I learned how to teach the younger ones or even the older ones to pass it on. And it's good to share it, and it keeps people um, moving forward. Not just me. Mm -hmm. That's what I always say. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. Can you talk about the the artistic journey that you've been on since since those early days? Yeah. I can do that um, all the way from my childhood. Sometimes I just um, talk about what people ask me where I should... or the question. And so... Um, when, when I started, uh, carving, uh, I was really young. Um, it was, I started playing with my father's, um, tools. Actually, I started with the snow furs. Um, that was in, in my camp. Um, like with his saw, whatever, or any kind of wooden stick, um, um, what I have learned from my father, um, what I've seen, uh, from other people back then, because everybody was trying anything to make anything like even just a little boat or, um, out of wood or the doll for their kids or, um, anything that they used to do. They were carrying it on, and um, what I mostly start making art was um, when I moved to Yang Life. I made some little bit of carving when I was in the camp with my father's tools. And um, I found out that I can draw on the paper, piece of little paper, when I was probably uh, some were seven or eight years old at school when there was a competition for uh, the kids um, to make uh, a drawing on the paper and cover, co they said cover it all with the drawing and make a biggest drawing in this 
paper and and you can win the prize so i did but mine was shrinking 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 because i was <laughs> i was um I ended up making a man, hunter man, the way uh, my grandma and my mother draws or my uh, father carves. And um, <laughs> I forgot about uh, trying to win the, the prize. But I didn't listen. That's what I learned a little bit, um, how to talk about it too and, and to look at if you can listen or not. <laughs> as an artist right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um yeah and one of my cousin of course won the prize and she's about the same age as me and she made a big cup uh she covered the whole thing i think she was my classmate at that time and yeah she won i didn't feel bad because i found out that i can draw that um and people were uh, so, uh, the kids were like, oh, Guta, you can draw, like in my language. Guta, and I was like, oh, cool, okay. Like, hey, that's cool. I was quiet, but I picked it up really well. And I was, yeah, maybe someday I'm going to be doing the same thing what my parents are doing or my grandma. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, some of us are, I mean, yeah, we became our artists. I have a sister who's really good um, at drawing and she's older than me. And she lives in, or she's really well known in Canada. I think she just came from uh, Vancouver to do with her artwork. I wish she can come here too. Since you've been in Winnipeg, uh, can you talk a little bit about your art experience in Winnipeg, working in the community and, and whatnot? Yes. I love to, and you're the first one probably to ask about that because <clears throat> some people interviewed me and I don't think they asked me about that yet. Um, what I have learned about Winnipeg, Manitoba is so fun because because it's a big city and it's my first time living in a big city and you can go to the stores like um, uh, when you go to store uh, there's something that uh, you can play with like a big paper or there's a big uh, or the metal like like this um, where you can get your uh, drawings or pictures to be taking pictures and make them bigger mm -hmm. um, or those um, the photocopier whatever those kind of stuffs and there's lots of um, lots of papers and um, canvas to um, to canvas to paint or those kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun to see um, that there's something that you can play with or create again with anything that you can create is out there. 
that's what I have learned and it's a lot of fun so some of my some of my dream came true in a way of um, creating some more that I wanted to do what I've seen in the past when I was younger and um, I mean I didn't know how they did it and how they made it how they how, how they copied it and after I've been here it was like wow this is what I can do that's what I've been saying to myself I can create some more whatever I want so my plan is to create some more on the clothings. I hope that's what it, that's gonna happen. And uh, yeah, I love to show people um, what can be created. Mm-hmm. How have opportunities presented themselves to you over the years? Um, with um, people's help, like <clears throat> if I create something that I um, really adore, kind of like that carving down there, like I love, um, I, lo- I used to love making ladies with babies like that. And then I, um, pe- I mean, people were looking at um, the carving when they were looking at it and they, um, they, they are, they were, some people were adoring the faces that I made. And I was like, ooh, maybe that's what I should make more. That's um, what I was um, thinking when I was still living in Yellowknife. And maybe I should stick with that because um, my father's art was um, uh, really important too when he was a carver and when I saw them when he showed them to me it was amazing to to look at them and when he's telling me the story about his artwork was sometimes um, really surprising and that's when I was a little girl and it made me kept making artwork mm-hmm. and to pass it on to the kids or own kids or your grandkids, I think it's very important. Mm-hmm. What would you say to the 18 to 22 year old or the young listener uh, listening to this conversation? What advice would you have for them? 18 to 20 years old? Mm-hmm. Um, I would, if they want to be artists or if they know that they, they know that they can make or create something keep up the good work because it's really really uh, refreshing for life even later on like if if the young people knows how to create something on the piece of paper or anything keep keep up the good work with your artwork and um like even if it's not everyday thing if they end up having a job they're lucky that's what i can say to young people Mm -hmm. because 
if you become a doctor or a nurse or whatever, that's, that's great. That's, that's even like, I would be so, I would be so happy. I mean, I'm already happy to be artist, but if I was a nurse or a doctor or whatever, or um, works for government, whatever out there, I was. I think I would be just flying around. <laughs> I think I would. I would have a big truck like you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even an airplane or a big house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I said that because. Um, it's always good to have it on the side. Like, um, I think it's really good for um, young people to to keep it going. Anything, because there's lots of things out there you can you can have fun with sewing machine. There's lots of uh, tools out there. There's um, um, there's lots of things you can do. Like people run out there, you can go do anything, painting, sewing, carving, yeah, knitting, anything is, I think it's, it's impossible. How do I put it? If you can do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of. Maybe the word you're... And it, it, it's really, really good. It's really good I said that mm -hmm. because um, they can pass it on to other kids and work with the other kids too or teachers or even uh, grown-up people. And it's the best thing to, to do pretty much to make art work. And it's never going to end. There's always going to be art out there and artists, people out there and... And keep passing it on. And it keeps everybody, I mean, and I think it keeps people or, like for me, it keeps me away from troubles or problems or, um, um, yeah, that's how it can be for them too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Things, yeah, that's that's a really great point. Yeah. Or even telling stories, putting stories into the book, because mm -hmm. that's part of art too, and it's one of the best. Even though that I'm not really good at reading, it's really good to see people when they're reading. Like my, I have twin sons, and the other one loves to read, and it makes his himself um, more. Um, more of himself and he gets to talk about the books what that he's been reading and he looks for more more books that he's looking for mm -hmm. and you can you can create anything that's what I say to the kids anything is possible music songs yeah. That's great. I think, you know, art art is a spectrum, you know, and I think 
if we can pick what we want to do, you know, and then be able to share that with other people. Yep. And yes. teach and teach those things to people. Yeah, it does. And yeah. it's good for your your soul and your mind. What what do you want to leave um, with our listener? Do you have any thoughts you want to leave for for someone that's listening to this? It, it, it's good to be artist. That's what I can say. I uh, I can say that I think I'm one of the lucky people who became an artist. That's what I can say about myself. And um, I used to be very shy about um, my myself but the art has led me to the place where i want to be thank you so much for sitting down with me and allowing me to to hear your story me too i'm i'm really happy that you came here and that does it for this episode of five plain questions i want to thank guda again for her time and sharing her story with us it was it was such a treat um being able to go up to, to Winnipeg and to go to her home and interview her for this episode. Earlier this year, I received a very sweet and touching email from her husband, Bob, who who really just promoted her and talked her up. And I, I just couldn't help uh, but feel compelled to, to look into her artwork and to see who she is. Bob was very sweet enough to be able to provide uh, some links, uh, some YouTube uh, videos of their of her work that she's done over the years and the work of their studio and i'm just so completely impressed uh both with the write-ups that she's received over the years and the work that she's been doing so i had to get to winnipeg and uh sit down and interview her for this episode so this was the first time i've actually left the country for a podcast episode and that was a lot of fun um and, and yeah, it, it, it's it's not that far <laughs> to Winnipeg from Fargo, but an adventure nonetheless. And so uh, it, it was a great it was a great time and a wonderful conversation. Um, everyone was so so wonderful. Hospitality was so nice. And yeah, so anyways, uh, if you get an opportunity, um, look look into her work, look her up. Um, the the work is substantial and absolutely worth. Um, get a piece in your collection this is someone to look into uh her work is something very very special so guta thank you so much for this conversation and bob thank you so much for for hooking me up uh with this knowledge this was really really wonderful i also want to thank you for joining us and spending your time listening to what i feel is a very important story and perspective from our community so please join us next week as we speak with another incredible person I'm Joe Williams. You can find me on Canna, that's C-A-N-A-A, Creativity Among Native American Artists on Facebook, uh, on social media. Um, uh, it's Five Plain Questions on Instagram and Twitter, and at our plainsart.org website. There you can see our programming, past videos, and these podcasts. So if you have a suggestion for someone for me to interview, uh, just like Bob did, uh, reach out to me and message me. I'd really like to hear from you. Well, that's it. You take care, and we will see you next week. But before I go, this Saturday, the, there is the uh, Indigenous Art Fair at the Plains Art Museum, Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can't miss it. We have over 30 artists. Um, we have food. We have music. It's going to be a fantastic time. So uh, make your way to the Plains Art Museum in Fargo and join us. Come see me, and we'll have a conversation. All right. You take care, and we will see you Saturday and next week.
This has been an Eleven Warrior Arts production. <laughs>